0: Chapter 2 For his first five weeks in New York, Jonathan lived on his best friend's couch. Are you kidding me? Max said, throwing a couple of cleanish sheets over the blue corduroy cushions. I'd be mortally wounded if you stayed at the Four Seasons. I'll pay you back someday. Max clapped his shoulder. None necessario, amigo. Mi casa e tu casa. Um, muchas castanets, pal. Max lived in Bed-Stuy. In a one-bedroom apartment, he shared with whichever gorgeous girlfriend he happened to be going around with at the moment. Jonathan didn't mind the couch, which was comfortable enough, and Max was a perfect guide to a first time living in New York. With his intimate knowledge of every bar between Harlem and Canarsie. not to mention a single-minded determination to get Jonathan a job at Comrade, his own place of employ. 10.30, interview tomorrow. He said. It's all fixed with Ed. I've done the subliminal thing with him muttering your name whenever we're in the same room so he already thinks it's God's will to hire you. You really think he'll do it? Uh, Don't I need some kind of skills? Nah. Max flipped the cheese sandwich he was frying. The hard part will be convincing him you're a genius who's temperamentally incapable of rocking the boat. Everything we do is blindingly obvious, dressed up with a mountain of marketing to look like time travel. Jonathan had resigned himself to weeks of answering ads online, interviewing for jobs that didn't exist, accepting internships at startups whose USP was that they didn't pay. A bit of method acting had to be easier than that. The next morning, he put on his best shirt, least faded jeans, got on the subway with Max, and headed for Tribeca. The interview was short. Hey, Johnny. Ed greeted him with enthusiasm that extended to an affectionate hug, though it was his younger brother, Ben, that Max and Jonathan had been friends with at school. How you been? Great to see you. So, Max says you'll be an acid to the place. Will you? Still in pleasantry mode, Jonathan was taken aback. Well, he began, looking nervously at the twenty or so open-plan employees peering at him. He leaned into Ed and whispered, You mean here? Yeah, let's put on the show right here, Ed grinned maniacally. Max stood behind the boss, nodding encouragement. Jonathan cleared his throat. Well, um, I pride myself on my skill at problem solving. I've always worked well with the team. Within seconds, he realized he'd lost Ed's interest, and Max drew his finger across his throat. Okay, he he thought, lowering his voice half an octave, he began again. I like to grab a problem by the jugular and squeeze the life out of it, go for the soft underbelly, reach inside the bastard and drag out its lungs. This seemed to win back Ed's attention, though to be fair, the language wasn't his. One of his freshman roommates hailed from a handgun and deer-murdering clan in Kentucky and talked almost exclusively in killing metaphors. Ed nodded. I figure I can learn a lot from you, Ed. Uh, you've always been my role model. Ed was a few years older than Jonathan and Max. Growing up, neither of them had much liked Ed, and no one in their right mind admired him. I'm not after my name and lights or lots of money, Jonathan stated firmly. It's about opening up the thorax and grabbing hold of the balls, getting to the gist of what we stand for. That's what makes me tick. Everything but the thorax was Max's prompt. They'd rehearsed it last night. Jonathan barely knew what he was saying. He began to feel slightly desperate. Ed, hand on heart, there isn't a job in New York City I'd rather have. He followed the track of Ed's eyes to a dark-haired girl in a tight dress, waving a file at them. Great, good, uh, fine, Ed said, having forgotten what Jonathan was saying, or why. Um, uh, will you let me know soon? Jonathan didn't want to appear pushy, but he wasn't entirely sure about another month on Max's couch. There was no answer from Ed, who had turned mesmerized to follow the dark-haired girl back in the direction of his office. Max materialized by his side. Not a dry eye in the place, my friend. I say you've caught yourself a great white. Really? Max shrugged. Call it women's intuition. (laughs) Let's go tell HR to draw up your contract. We'll strike while the candle's hot. Ed won't remember who you are tomorrow.